This week, we wonder why can't any Westerosi tradition just be nice? We discuss whether incest is okay now. And we discuss how Len is an absolute shambles for missing that plot twist (laughs) in our hot take. Welcome to Bastards and Broken Things. Yay! Yes, hello lords and ladies, Uh, thank you for joining us as we fumble our way through the darkness, um, quite literally. Um, I'm your host, Bronze John. Um, Now, I bet you're a bit confused, you're thinking, what's going on here, where's Len? Um, How's Len got so manly and bearded? Well, yes, correct. Um, He's being axed, he's not in this podcast today. Um, for his disgraceful performance, obviously, in, in the hot take. Uh, little Gaz, um, our squire, is so upset by Len's absence uh, that he's also decided not to turn up. Um, and Lady Baron's not, not very well. She's, she's um, sickened by Len's appalling behaviour in said hot take. Yeah. And she's been taken to yes. her bedchamber. Yeah, ooh. Um, so that uh, saucy mushroom that you just heard there... Um, <laughs> Was it uh, was Lady Emma? How are you? How are you today? Uh, Lady Emma is delighted in a way that mm. uh, nobody else is here because it's just me and Bronze John. That's in. Mm. I haven't done a podcast just two yep. of us for ages, uh, and well, yeah, very long time. I've um I've treated myself to another bedtime tea for the podcast today because I am rock Good. and roll. Uh, yes. How are you, Bronze John? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I'm pretty sure this week was supposed to be my week off. Um, and not only do I not get a week off, um, I'm hosting the pod. And I've obviously got Len's notes here, and he hasn't got the best spelling in the world. I'm not going to kick the man whilst he's down. Um, but yeah, I'm slightly annoyed, slightly annoyed to be hosting. And I'm sure there are listeners that are slightly annoyed that I'm hosting as well. Yeah. Um, but you've got no choice. You've got no choice. So anyway. I don't like it. Go and listen to another podcast. Well, no, don't do that. Um, listen to it anyway, um, and then write in and complain. So that's fine with me. Um, anyway, so we should probably crack on, given it's just two of us. Um, overall thoughts on episode seven, titled Adrift Mark. I'm going to give you a choice, Emma. I have the scores for Len, Gaz, and Lucy. So I'll let you either go first, or I'll let you pick... The first score of whoever else. Oh, I don't want to taint what I've been thinking about since I watched the episode. So I think I'm going to oh, go okay. first. Okay, so you want to go up? Yeah, yeah I don't want do to be. It. Do it. I don't want to be encouraged by anybody to change my score. You are easily led. I am easily famously led. easily led. Easily swayed. Famously easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I've been breastfeeding gas for thirty-four years. Ah, uh, come on. See, I cut that out of Len's notes, and you've. <laughs> You've squeezed your breast in there again. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, again. Here she goes. Can't yeah. help it. Yeah. Wet nurse Go of Westeros. Um, yes. So first thing I'd like to say, I absolutely pissed my pants this morning listening to the hot take when right at the end, yes. Len was like, what do you mean that was late? Or 
Because that was like yes. an unbelievable plot twist that I probably yeah. should have seen coming. However, I thought was genius. Uh, this episode for me, I went into quite trepidatious um, because I hadn't really enjoyed last week that much. I gave it a three bloob. It was a bit sort of dull mm. and flat. Um, there were some good things about it. The performance is fantastic. It's great to meet all the new actors, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. But my expectations were exceeded with this episode. Um, I thought, you know, fair enough, the lad said in the hot take, you know, a couple of bits where it was a bit slow. Everyone was just silently walking around looking at each other at a funeral. It's kind of how it works. Um, there were some amazing set pieces, like d- d- dragons and fighting between <laughs> children and, you know, Alison yeah. absolutely losing her shit. Um Rhaenyra and, da- and Damon. Damon? I'm not drunk, I promise. <laughs> Rhaenyra and Damon. I, I didn't... I wasn't sure if they were going to go there. Uh, they did. We'll, we'll discuss the pros and cons of incest later. Um, <clears throat> cons. That's it. Yeah, I mean, illegal now. But mm. actually, Always. do you know what? It worked. And I really... I liked the shift in the characters, their mindset, their behaviours. I felt like things moved along relatively swiftly in this episode and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I know yeah. we're due another time jump. Uh, next episode, right? Episode eight, John? Next episode, yeah. Um, and the reason that I've wanted to go first is because I think I'm going to give the first five bloob of the season mm. to this episode. Yeah, I thought that might happen. I thought that might happen. I re- Honestly, it's the first one... I really did. I couldn't be asked to watch this last night. I'd had a really crappy day and I got into bed about half a seven because I was just miserable. And I put on this episode thinking I'll probably fall asleep. I was absolutely on the edge of my pillow uh, mm. for the whole thing. And I, I really I'm, thought it was fantastic. I've no, I've no idea what that means. I like the, but, on the edge of you your know. seat, but pillow because I was lying down. Um, yeah. Why are you sitting on your pillow? I wasn't down my head. <laughs> On the edge of my mattress yes. is what I was, right on the edge, almost falling out. Yeah. I, I mm. And I know there's been complaints about it being dark and gloomy. I thought it worked. I could see it, um, and, and that was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, this is this is a five blue episode. Absolutely fucking loved it. Mm. Spectacular. There you go. Straight out the gate with a five bloob. Um Yeah, look, all right, I... I, I I immediately can sense that I sound disappointed in that score. Yeah, I can um, sense it too, but it's not going to change my opinion. It would have done if I hadn't <laughs> no, gone no, first. No, no, no. Hey, look, if if you enjoyed it and you thought it was the best episode of the season, uh, then I, I I get that. I that's the one thing that I'll I'll say about this episode. And um, and do you know what? I'll go next. Actually, yeah, so I. I mean, it makes sense rather than just reading out someone's score. But um, I thought the let, let's get the terrible stuff out of the way, um, the funeral stuff, and we'll get onto it shortly. Um, didn't work for me at all. I was just like, "What is this?" Um, I thought it was so boring. Um, I thought the actual ceremony itself was fine. I thought like the little speech and stuff. Um, Pointed in places. Yeah, like Damon's reaction to stuff. It's just, I, I just find his character so 
so disappointing to what I was expecting to see, um, to be honest. Um, I, uh, I thought the lighting was awful. Really, really bad. Um, I, I kind of pity uh, Gaz and Len. I, I'd imagine they probably watched it in the daytime and it was quite bright and then it would just be impossible. I think if you watch it at night in the darkness, uh, in a dark room, and it's still just so... I, I don't know if they're trying to go for like gloomy or whatever. And I, look, I understand they can't have a fucking lamppost just randomly in the scenes, but honestly, like, I really have didn't some think fires. It was that bad. Like, I thought there had been episodes of shit before. I've been like, I literally can't see that person's face. Honestly, didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Well, it was. It was terrible. And you're wrong. Um, so for that alone, I could absolutely never give this a five bloob. P- people moan about the. Um, uh, the episode of, of the, the final season, which I thought was a five bloop episode. And a lot of people were like, oh, I couldn't really even see what was going on. Um, but comparatively, I mean, you can. It like, was nowhere near as bad as this episode. Um, having said that, uh, uh, I thought there was a lot to like about this episode. Um, part of me thinks that maybe they lit the whole thing that badly because they wanted the the dragon ride um of of Vagar um and Aemond they wanted that to not be as exposed to CGI wise because I thought that did look quite good that's interesting it's the first moment it's the first moment of the season where I've I've genuinely been like yeah awesome that is awesome um and I know uh, Len has alluded to uh, Aemond not necessarily being a fan favourite. I like him. I like his character a lot. Um, I, I sort of pity him in some ways. Um, so without kind of deep diving it too much, um, I'll give the episode a four bloob. Um, I, th- I think it is the best episode of the season. Um and and maybe maybe it's set it up for you know a, a five bloob um, episode, episode eight or episode nine potentially. I think it. So yeah, I I think that's perfectly respectable. I think it's the first one I've been really excited about, like properly excited, hooked, intrigued, and maybe it's because I had a bad day, or maybe it's because it was a great episode. Um, but I think it sort of now sets the tone for we've got three episodes left it's got to ramp up right so it's getting exciting and I think that's part of it is the anticipation of what's going to happen in the rest of the season as well and I, I've got to say I think Emma Darcy her performance in this is Rhaenyra is stunning she is so good and she plays that kind of cold composed public face really well I think and then when she shows her kind of true colours um, you know her actual self in private, mostly only with Damon. I again equally beautiful, great performance. I really think she's great, and I I think she really blew me away this week. Anyway, yeah. Tell tell me what the rest no, of the gang enough. have have scored it. Well, do you, do you want to guess? So I think uh, Len's given it a five. Correct. Lucy's given it a four. Correct. And Gaz, I think you might have given it a five. 
Correct. Way, uh, check me out. That's what happens when you yeah, it's what happens when you podcast uh with this lot for too long is that you know exactly what they're gonna like about the episode. It's kinda like whenever I listen to a pod that I'm not on that Len's on and he just turns around and goes, Do you know what I think I think John would hate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh and normally I'd be listening to it seething. No, um, I just sometimes just so, watch yeah. stuff on the telly and think John would fucking hate this shit, and it's nothing to yeah, do with podcasting. No good. And yes, and hopefully the listeners feel the same. So there you go. Uh, I think officially, uh, if we tallied up all the scores, the best episode of the season. Um, so well done. Uh, maybe this is the turning point. Maybe all of the rest of the episodes and then the subsequent seasons are incredible. Maybe we finally got to the story that we want to get to, um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm still fairly skeptical. Regardless, um, enough of that nonsense. We'll get into the deep dive shortly. But first, we have an advert break. All right, uh, quick advert break. Um, this is the bit where we obviously just push. I mean, we're not pushing any other podcasts. You know, we're just doing House of the Dragon at the moment. Um, but we do have a new Patreon, Emma. Uh, we have Ooh. a new Patreon to welcome. Uh, so Tim Pickerill. Tim Pickerill. Uh, thanks. Yeah. What a do you fanta- know him? Or? No, just a fantastic name. <laughs> right. Welcome, Tim, to the fandom of fan critical. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, I'm. Me personally, I'm not as money hungry as the rest of them. You know, I'll, I'll take a, a tweet that says, oh, do you know what? Uh, I thought your podcast was a load of rubbish. You know, I'll take that. Um, but if you want to send us money instead, you know, that's that's good as well. Each of their own. Um, so thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks very much, Tim. Um, if you want to get shouted out in such a glorious way, uh, uh, what we've done for Tim there, um, you can also become a Patreon um, at patreon.com forward slash fan critical you know i almost forgot the url because uh, len <laughs> didn't include it in the notes um but there you go off the top of my head yeah same quick been five years yes yes well we've not been asking for money for five years um i think it's a scam that we're asking for money now to be honest but you know support us um good all right well cheers tim no don't look at me like that you're allowed to say that <laughs> it's not a scam it is genuine um that's it that's the end of the advert enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, um, enough of that nonsense advert um, and whatever scams being perpetuated. Um, so we join King Viserys uh, and his court as they attend Lady Lena's funeral in Driftmark. Uh, she's laid to rest in the traditions of the Valerians. So, uh, look, I know this is going to be a little bit contradictory, but scenic-wise... Um, particularly when they're in the daytime, I thought it looked quite good. I thought the ceremony was quite good. I thought, you know, the uh, it's quite fascinating that they are such a, a sea folk. Um, obviously, you know, Lord Corliss is, is the sea snake, basically, but um, very, very Greyjoy. I was about to say, it reminds it very Drowned Gods-esque type yeah. thing. You know, a, and actually, this is where I thought the lighting of the episode was was really good because it and you know maybe that's the tone that they were trying to go for but middle of the day but it's overcast and it's grey and it's somber because it is a really fucking tragic funeral um i like that they have a tradition um of their own which is you know stone sarcophagus into the sea and you know I'm not actually sure because it was a bit dark at this point but when you follow the sarcophagus down to the seabed i'm pretty sure that there are sarcophagi everywhere no, no, that's where they bury their dead. And is that the is that the plural? Sarcophagi, yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah, that's great. it is. Yeah, I was good. obsessed with ancient Egypt when I was young. Um, it is sarcophagi. Uh, I I thought this really it was a really interesting. Yeah, but pyra- pyramids are a slippery slope, aren't they? <laughs> that they are. Yeah, uh, honestly, I just I have to. I can't help myself. Um, the problem is when you do that, what it makes me do is try and think of a pun, and I can never think of a pun. And now no, I'm annoyed. Yeah, slow, isn't it? Um, uh, there were loads at the bottom. You are right. Um, and I like that. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I I guess... So there's a bit just afterwards uh, where Damon, he sort of laughs during the ceremony. So awkward. Why is he doing what that? Like, he- what's the choice there? Like... I feel like some of his behaviour over the last few episodes has been what I would expect from Egon. Egon. Can I call him Egon? Yes. I prefer Egon. Um, it, it's like, you know, 16-year-old boy king wanker, mm. literally, yeah. behaviour. And and it's kind of, sometimes I think he's more immature than Egon is. But I, do, yeah. I quite like the fact that he's just a prick. It was awkward. I know, but... Yeah, <clears throat> not all the time though. Like, I mean, it, isn't it feels the like they're over egging that a little bit. He doesn't have to laugh, and I, I know he's yeah, he's over a a egg on egg on it. Um, uh, I just think it's I've said before I, I I like a little bit of nuance to these characters. I don't like you know, come on. I, I, later on, there's a reference. Um, 
you know, to the Targaryens being a fire people and the Valerians being a sea people. And I get that they're what they're trying to to show there is, you know, that Damon doesn't really take any of their stuff seriously because he thinks he's above that. Actually, water puts that, out but fire. He do, it, but he doesn't have to laugh at a funeral so openly for for that to kind of resonate with the audience. Funeral for his wife, the mother of his children. Well, yes. Like, yeah. let's just re-clarify that. It's not like he's just laughing mm. at anyone's funeral. His, <laughs> his inability to connect with anyone apart from his niece is fucking abysmal. <laughs> like, he's an abysmal person. But I love it. And I do. I one of the things. Total distraction. This is going to happen. I'm I'm diverging a little bit, but Damon's characterization yeah. is has been lazy in this season because they've just not bothered to give him screen time or an opportunity to develop his character. And I think that's yeah. why things like I mean, him laughing at a funeral for his wife is is going to be shit anytime. But I think that's why scenarios like that feel so utterly farcical because we don't really know who he is. He as a character doesn't really know who he is. He's just a bit mm. of a knob. Um, yes. And that makes <laughs> it harder to even understand. What was he laughing at? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I found in, in this scene, the kids really hard to watch. Yeah. All of them. But, okay, but good on the kids, right? Um, because you've obviously got the the strongs, or at least one of the strongs, that is clearly mourning his real dad. Um, the other younger kids are moron and doesn't realise yet. He's like four. Um, uh, he then obviously goes to, or well, the older brother, goes to console the, the cousins. They've obviously definitely lost their mum. They know that that's true. Um, yeah, I thought the kids were really good. Um, even you know, I, I, even Aegon and Aemond, who just looked like little dickheads that didn't want to be there. I thought they played it really well. <laughs> I, look, I, I, th- this, <clears throat> this, this will be good for the show that the the kids' characters are the the most interesting in this episode. Um, I know Gaz mentioned it in the in the hot take. Um, he was fairly impressed with with the kids' acting. Um, I think I think Amond was one that he kind of singled out. Um, standout performance and in obviously this he has a yeah yeah and he has a, a cracking you know arguably moment of the season um, uh, thus far later on but uh, just coming back to the awkwardness of this funeral so did, did it feel a bit like treading old ground right because <clears throat> I don't know if we got anything out of this funeral like we know um that Damon uh, Damon still clearly wants to sleep with his niece fine um and vice versa you know she loves her uncle disgusting but whatever um we got Viserys who's fucking i'm sure his nose probably falls off at some point in this scene a bit better he's this week dead he's dead isn't he come on the zombie for fuck's sake he doesn't know what's going on. Um, there's a bit where he calls uh, Alison uh, Emma. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like we know that that's the case. I think there's there's a little uh, interaction where 
you've got Egon that he's he shows no interest in um wanting to marry his weird sister <laughs> well which is an interesting and, and, and i guess when we're talking about the funeral here we're talking about the whole thing right so not just the burial the you know the up on correct the... everything before the the darkness basically okay everything in the light uh which is minimal um i do you know what i i, I get why they did it and I, and i think they're using this as a kind of opening set piece for all of the different branches of the of the stories in this episode. So you're showing your new covert looks between Damon and Rhaenyra, the um, you know the the tension between Alicent and Viserys, only from Alicent because Viserys has no idea what's happening. Um, it, you know, even there's a really I thought a really poignant moment between Rhaenyra and her aunt. Yeah. Uh- Rainies, Rainies. Thank you. I didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, between Renera and Rainies, and you think back to the last time we saw them interact was, you know, her saying you, you, they'll never make a woman queen, and now they're here in this moment. You know, she's she is the heir apparent. She is the heir to the Iron Throne, and and there's this very poignant kind of catching of eyes and avoiding of each other. And you know, I, I think in a way, Rainies blames Renera for a lot of what's happened here. Because actually, if Damon had been given the the you know the heir to the throne, he, maybe he wouldn't have married Lena. Maybe she wouldn't have been in this situation. And and I think some of some of this is really good. Some of it is utterly farcical, and it went on a little bit too long. But I do I do understand why they did it. And I think there's also another moment that I thought was really powerful, which is Lena in the sea. Yeah. Um... Uh, and obviously it's <clears throat> it's kind of foreshadowing how the how the episode ends um yeah i mean you sort of feel sorry for him there in the sea you know he's 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 mourning not only the fact that his sister's died but also i mean his life is basically over as well because he he can't be who he wants to be um it's sad it is sad but then i mean he goes missing for I don't know, like a day or something, and he's just been messing around with his squires or whatever. And it's like, well, my sympathy is not as um, <laughs> not as strong as it once was. I think his grief for his sister, I I have sympathy for. Um, I don't necessarily have sympathy for the fact that he made an agreement to marry a woman that he wasn't interested in for politics, and now he's miserable because he can't go and do what he wants to do. Um, well, he's doing he's doing his duty, which is um, it's what Eamon says to to Egon. He says, regardless, you know, you've got, you've got to marry her to keep the the bloodline strong. Eamon is clearly um, uh, far more of a, he's a Targaryen. Well, I mean, he's he's showing himself to be more of a leader, um, but he also respects the fact that you know he's not he's not the heir. His brother is. So he needs to get his fucking shit together, basically. He's very um, astute for a child, I think, Aymond. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of... Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think we've missed out a little bit. I kind of feel like we could have sacrificed some of the... some of the way in which this season has been structured um, to give those kids more more time. Yeah. Which which sounds weird because a a lot of my complaint is that we're skipping so much time. Um, But I would much rather, because bearing in mind this is that kid's last episode. 
Well, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to take it very macro, we could have had a season with the young'uns, a season with this crew, and a season with the older crew. Like, I mean, what's the time jump? Three years? So, I mean, that's a sack them off. Uh, it's a completely different cast of children. And, mm. you know, there's there's things in there that I'd really like to have explored, like the the strong boys' relationship with Lena's children. Um, you know, clearly they have affection for each other and, and there's some kind of closeness there. But we've never seen any of that. So it sort of felt, uh, well, yeah. I felt the emotion of it, but it doesn't have the impact that it could do. I mean, I mean overall, no. I I think the funeral... It wasn't the strongest bit of the episode, let's all be honest, but it wasn't no, terrible. definitely not. No. Um, but then, you know, it gets... Uh, in fact, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Um, I know you've started reading the books. I don't know how far you've got. Um, I'm not up to current events. Fine, good. So uh, we've got a new, new hand... Um, and it's Otto. Otto's the hand of, of the king again. And two. How's that happened? Um, well. Were you expecting to see him as hand this episode? I'll be perfectly honest. It didn't surprise me in any way. Which is odd. But I I think with the death of Strong Senior, um, Otto, Otto's probably the only person that Viserys has ever really trusted as a hand up until mm. the moment that he didn't. And, you know, as Alison said to, um, oh, what do we call him? Laris. Hey. Uh, you know, she wants oh, yes. someone who's on her side. So clearly there's been a little bit of whispering in ears. Um, yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's Yeah, look, it's quite a... It's quite bold because I uh, that was one of my favourite scenes where he called out <laughs> his hand and just said, ah, oh, do you know what? No, I've had enough. He's sacked now, to be honest. Um, so for him to, I'd imagine for, for people that haven't read the books, that would be fairly grating anyway to be like, oh, how's this happened? Because last episode, like the end of last episode, it was a suggestion Um yeah, it did happen quite quickly. By by Alison that he could come back. Um and then it's just like, well, no, he's back now. I suppose and no also, one knows how that happened. Uh, I suppose also you got to bear in mind, you know, Viserys is a very different man now. You know? He's armless, if well, anything. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can't make that joke every episode. I know, but I but finally got yes. one in. Um, which I yes. only noticed this episode for the first time. I did no clue last episode that he'd lost an arm. Um what are you watching? Walking <laughs> around was, with one arm. I just didn't look. Um, one thing that Otto did do in this episode that I really quite enjoyed was um, kick kick Aegon in the nuts. That was great. I wanted to do that for the last two episodes and I loved it. Yeah. But interesting to see well, he's... Aemond watch it, you know, g- given that he is obviously very aware of his role and the need for Aegon to behave in a certain way as the, you know, second in line to the throne in a way or you know potentially first in line if Alison gets her way um that's a very interesting little bit of knowledge for him to hold and potentially hold over Otto Hightower yeah yes um Eamond is clearly (laughs) he's clearly the one that is uh learning from Otto and Alison um, but he also has that uh, 
you know, he's he's a Targaryen, so he's he's got that uh, he's got that fire. Yeah, he's got that fire about him um, that they wouldn't have. Um, and I'm I'm interested to see an older Aemond. Yes, you know, I've I've, I've seen the actor. I've resisted. Um, okay, fine. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be very good. Um, I mean, the time jump is hilarious because he goes from being this tiny child to this giant man. But, um, you know. Three years is a long time in puberty. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Well, with Targaryens, definitely. Unlike Crispy, um, he's not aged a day in 12 years. Oh, uh, he's had a haircut. He's had a haircut. Um. Anyway, so we go away from the funeral into the darkness. Um. And as you've alluded to, there are a few people getting dragged off to bed. Um, we've got Otto kicking Egon and then dragging him to bed. But clearly the scene we're going to talk about here before the best scene uh, is a scene that is fucking, it baffles me to be honest, because uh, Twitter has gone off. Twitter is delighted. Well, not not all of Twitter, but there, but there's a... There's a small section <laughs> um, that are shipping this Damon. Have you, um, have you got um, any live tweet, like Twitter quotes to bring to us, John? I kind of looked at it, but is it just too? All right, I'll, that's just Come just on. weird. People, give us a taste. Like, I'll give you a taste. So, out of the way earlier in the episode and didn't wait till right at the end because uh, I think that is the turning point for a lot of really good action here. I don't mean that in a sexy way. So this is two people having a conversation uh, on Twitter. Um, Damon just taking his time to caress, uh, to caress Rhaenyra. He was so gentle the whole time. Hashtag House of the Dragon. <laughs> Hashtag Daymira. Um, that sounds like Daymira, which is just depressing, like Dame Edna. I mean, that, that hashtag, that that is trending. Um, so if you want to see some of these tweets for yourself, yeah, D- Daymira, D-A-E-M-Y-R-A, search for that word on Twitter and you'll fall into a world of the weirdest people, honestly. And I'm sure there are listeners here that are shipping their relationship and your, your only out is that this is fiction. Um, yeah. But even even that, it is ugh, baffles me. So the the response to that tweet was, yes, yes, <laughs> he was so gentle, uh, tear, tearing up emoji, um, and also their sex scene. For some reason, they've blanked out the word uh, the letter E in sex. I mean, yeah. Uh, also, their sex scene was more of a calmness and peace than passion. It was more like releasing their pain, separation of years and now fully consuming into each other, and then lots of teary-eyed emojis with love hearts. That hashtag again, along with House of the Dragon, Damon, Rhaenyra, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. I'm going to say now... fucking baffling. If, baffling. If, if I'd read that about any other normal hookup, I'd feel slightly ill inside. Like, that's just pathetic. Um Correct. If you suspend your belief and your normality and your societal rules and morality and, you know, law um, and the fact that you probably shouldn't fuck or marry your uncle, um, 
<laughs> and I say that in a way that, you know, things happen in the world that shouldn't. Um, but in, in general, if you have a choice in the matter, this is not something you should do. However, as a, uh, as a, a, a plot point and what comes from this union, excellent, right? Mm. Excellent. The conversation, sorry, so what happened there? Uh, the, the conversation and the conversation afterwards and, um, you know, it, it wasn't gratuitous, which I thought was kind of fine. Um, I don't need to see gratuitous <laughs> sex between Matt Smith I and Emma think, Darcy. Well, but the conversations <clears throat> that kind of bookended the the fucking um, were good. See now you're you're making it worse now. I I'm, I'm all, I feel awkward about it because it is weird sexy time. I don't like it. Um, yes, can you can you say a calm passion instead the, um, of fucking the final release <laughs> of tension yes. between uncle and niece. <laughs> Oh God! I think I'm gonna vomit. I think that's why Lucy's sick today. Um, But no, but I think when you when you think about what it what then comes from that union of people, it it's great because it opens up so much more. And you know, the later scene, and we can we'll talk about it. I'm sure at some point. But the wedding's great, and and it's really pulling us back into this is who the Targaryens were when they were strongest in rule, right? Mm. Incestuous fiery, powerful people. Great. Loved it. Didn't need to see Matt Smith's bump. Well, <clears throat> didn't need to see it, but isn't it? a little bonus. Matt Smith's bum. What's wrong with that? It wasn't naked. It Go was some of his trousers. What did you think, John? <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me your thoughts uh, look, about the coupling. Um, uh, I mean, look, I, I knew it was coming, right? Um, <laughs> he's not impotent we can tell Gaz that yes um, do I think they uh, I, uh, well, funnily enough I, 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 it's not even I don't have a problem with the scene I don't it's the reaction to it it should be and to be fair I've seen a couple of reactions where there are people that just can't watch it where it's just like, ugh. <laughs> like, I don't think you have to um, react either in either extreme. Why can't you just react like it's a scene in a fictional show? Incest is wrong, but cool. No, d- right. I'm no, no, incest is wrong. We'll full stop. But this, this is fine in the late. in the instance so of the show. Is cool. Cut. We're going to be printing out. Uh, <laughs> incest is is wrong, but cool. <laughs> incest is wrong, but cool. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, uh, I have a quick question, and, and this was a question that Len had. Um, so, uh, and it's a question for you. Uh, is she pregnant after this? I mean, maybe. She's relatively fertile. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, for, for plot, probably. I hadn't really considered it, because I imagine there'll be more. You know, they clearly like each other a lot. Um, what do you think? Sorry, they clearly like each other a lot. What, yeah. So you think they're just going to have more sex? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, I don't have to see it. I don't care. But um, yeah. yes, I suspect that you are correct. Because they like each other a lot, <laughs> there is going to be more sex. Good. Um, so the more interesting part of this darkness... Um, 
is we get, and we've already discussed it, but little Aymond. So he's running around in the darkness. Comes across Vagar. Massive Vagar, very dusty. Or sandy, whatever it is. Um, looks proper beat up. You know, this is the biggest dragon alive at this point. Um, it's fucking huge. <laughs> Len's written here, uh, she's roughly 170 years old here. <laughs> I, uh, and he is right, but it just, it makes me laugh. Um, so this is a, this is an old dragon. Um, the, this scene is just brilliant. Um, yeah. Did, did you have any, did you have any concerns when Aemond approached Fagar that he get his face burned off or? First two goes. Uh, do you know what? The, the overwhelming feeling I had about this scene was... Goes. Go on. Go <laughs> on, mate. You know, fuck the rest of them. Get yourself the biggest dragon in Westeros or in the world currently. And I was proper egging him on. Um, I, no, Aymond. I was proper, proper <laughs> Aymonding him on, in on. I can't even say that. Jesus, it's this tick. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I, I don't think I did feel any massive peril for him because I really did think that he was going to succeed. And I, I, I will say this, Gareth won't like it. You can feel the, the sadness and the breftness of Vagar after <laughs> losing Lena. Yes. You know, well, yeah. I like to think that Vagar has a very, um, a bit like a, you know, like a gooey inside. Soft personality, but hard, hard shell. Well, um, yeah. No, this, yeah. this scene was absolutely epic. It, it, he's, you look at him, you, you think back to um, the pig dread, and now look, he's riding the biggest <laughs> dragon that exists. Well done, you little yeah, weirdo. Yeah, good on him. Well done, little good weirdo. On him. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I felt like he needed a win. And actually, the, you know, even the things that happen later on in this episode... That kid is a great actor, and he played it seamlessly. I believed every bit of it, and I thought he was epic. Just, uh, but this is, I mean, the coolest scene, cooler than anything I've seen in a long time. Mm. Yes, um, I'm very enthusiastic I, today. No, look, I, well, good. You know, um, I agree. I, I obviously I knew what was going to happen. Um, so there was no worry that the show were just going to go, oh, do you know what? We won't follow the books. We're just going to have him burned alive. Um, but that didn't that didn't take away anything from the scene. Um, uh, I mean, I, I watched it with Shell and Shell kind of turned to me and said, oh, so you knew this was going to happen. I was like, yep. Um, but it was, I, I loved it. I genuinely loved it. And I, I'm, I'm sure... Uh, some people will probably still slag off the CGI element or the fantastical element, but I fucking loved it. Um, and actually, I, I could... <clears throat> this is one of those scenes where I could kind of forgive any of that um The tension and the music. I, th I think it... Yeah, I, I think it always looks a bit rubbish when they're it's on the back dragon. of the dragon. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if I think back to... Uh, Daenerys flying out of the dragon pit uh, with Drogon. Some spoiler alert for <laughs> Game of Thrones season five. Um, ironically, the Dance of the Dragons is what that episode is called. Um, 
that looks ropey when she's flying away. Um, but it doesn't take anything away from that scene. It's it's incredible. You, you feel um, the elation. While I watch again and again. Elation yeah. and surprise and um, like conquering feeling of being, finally actually doing something useful. Um, and he's, you know, the, even even the way that he storms up through the sand dunes just to get there, that felt powerful. And then, you know, the swooping in and out of the water with the with the wingtips, like when he actually goes and flies, just so good. And I think that's that. I think at this point, it tipped this episode into a five bloop for me. Yeah, I was like, no, can I, only, I, it can I, only be good from this point, right? Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um... I have two questions for you. So, uh, obviously, this causes a little bit of a ruckus um, because he's just stolen. <laughs> well, or has he? You no. Know, has he stolen that dragon? That dragon or has is he not, claimed it? He's claimed it. That dragon is not going to let someone get on his back and ride with him if he's not if she's not chosen him. Yes. Or allowed herself true. to be claimed. That dragon and is massive. I suspect. Yeah, I, I suspect we will, maybe not this season, but but I think we will get elements where we see that because at the moment, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but we haven't seen a dragon turning around again. Well, you're not going to fucking ride me and bite some main character's head off. But, but I mean, that's the thing, um, isn't it? A dragon's not just going to go, oh, go on then. If that dragon doesn't want you on it, it's just going to kill you. So, I mean, I, I, fully, I fully say claim. Fair enough. So he's done nothing wrong by claim it. Um, what do you think his reasons were for claiming it? Do you think he went out of his way to get the biggest dragon because he knows that there's a war coming and he wants to be in an advantage or what? I don't think it's about war. I think it's about power and I think it's about recognition. I think he wants to be acknowledged for something other than a little weirdo. Um, and I think he's looking at his brother and thinking, you're shit. One of us, your <laughs> shit. What is wrong with my sister? Hmm. Um, talking to spiders. Um, uh, uh, someone in this family has got to get their shit together and take some control yes. and some power back. And and I think that that is. I don't think it necessarily comes from an I foresee war and and that. I think it just comes from our house needs power. Look at my dad. He's fucking useless. He's only got one arm. Mum's insane. <laughs> My older brother's a, a complete reprobate, uh, you know. And and I think he just, I think he's doing it for his family and for his house, and for himself. I, he wants the power and he wants the control, and and I really like that. And you could feel that kind of simmering off him, the determination to claim Vega, like so good. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. No, I I agree. Um, this obviously leads to an altercation, and there's a bit of a dust up with the kids. He was a um, bit of a dick there, wasn't he, John? He was a bit of a dick. Um, he was He was sort of defending himself, arguably. We've got four kids running at him and one screaming at him saying he stole the dragon. That was mine to claim, blah, blah, blah. And he's... <laughs> but you should have claimed it. And he's like, well, your mum's dead, isn't it? Your mum's dead. You've not claimed it, so it's mine. Uh, that I don't have an issue with. I think it... <laughs> He's right. It is a little to bit say, of an issue, he but... is right to say, no. Do you know what? I know you're mourning, and I'm, um, you know, and I've, I've really kind of pulled the rug from under you here. But you wanted that dragon, claim that dragon. Um, I think that bit's fair. What I think is fair, and I think the sentence you said there is 
four kids coming at him. They're kids. You don't have to get. You don't have to beat them up. Just, just stop. Unnecessary. He does quite well. I mean, he ends up overpowering four of them. He, but he just didn't need to descend into that, did it? That that bit, I have. I mean, it was cool. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Even I thought the strong boys did all right. Yeah, but you know, cool. He looks cool now. Mm. Interesting. This, this is the this is the first proper from the kids of one of them just turning around and going, "Well, you bastards, aren't you?" Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's call, calling it as it is, which then you know we we end up in the big um, fallout in not the throne room, but certainly the the main room in in the Valerian household. Um, so everyone's gathered round, uh, and we've got Amond and his disgusting eye wound. It's quick, pretty grim. Quick note here. Um, I like the fact they were brave enough to do it when they didn't do it to Tyrion in Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, to a kid as well. Yeah. So you think in look, the books, I, Tyrion is disfigured? He, well, I mean, he loses like the tip of his nose, doesn't he? I, I just think... So he obviously he gets the scar, but the scar ends up looking quite cool. Um, the problem is, is that Peter Dinklage is, you know, he's not a, an ugly looking person. He's all right. Um, whereas the character of Tyrion is supposed to be, you know, a disgusting little dwarf. Um, that's not, a, you know, I'm not paraphrasing there. That's, I mean, that's sort that's of a direct the point quote. of him. Um and he loses the tip of his nose at the Battle of the Blackwater, but but I I have sympathy there in the CGI wise that would be a bit of a ball ache to have yeah I suppose. You know, Peter Dinklage with the makeup on his nose to remove it for the next five seasons or whatever it would have been fair point fair point um, so so I guess that's why they didn't do that um, but it does look very good makeup wise I thought it looked great. Um, I'm sorry, John. But I interrupted you setting the scene for us there. So, Eamon's no, got no, no, lost no. That's 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 fine. So, uh, Alison, she's she's fuming, obviously, um, and she demands um, Lucerus's eye be gouged out <laughs> as uh, as retribution. Um, Viserys refuses. Correct. Um, Alison is obviously furious. Um, and attempts to attack uh, Lucerus. She ends up struggling with Rhaenyra. Um, Rhaenyra says, now they see you as you are. Um, and then she stabs her in the arm. Or she slices her a little bit with the Valerian steel dagger. Um, one of uh, Before I miss it, one of um, Len's notes here. Um, is it about is, it shining uh, in the fire? As no, she goes no, no, to stab no, it's not, it's oh. not, not that bad. It's, um, uh, he says, Crispy is a total dick now. Um, <laughs> so he's standing in the background kind yeah. of sniggering. And he was. It was true. Um, but then he said, if he would have gone for Luke's eye, that would have been disastrous. Scumbaggery. Um, what did you make of this scene? Um, I, I, I want to know what you made of it, actually, because I've done a lot of talking, John. What what did you too think much, of this? Too scene? much talking in some ways. Um, what are you, you know what doing it, here? 
do you know what it reminded me of? Um, in season one of Game of Thrones, we have um, Joffrey. Uh, he gets he gets bitten, doesn't he, by Nymeria? Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Arya, you know, makes um, Nymeria run away. She's like, run away, because otherwise they'll, they'll end up killing you or whatever. Um, they go back, and then they do the whole eye for an eye. Um, and, Bar- and Robert Baratheon obviously says to Ned, he's like, well, you're going to have to kill the direwolf. And he's like, well, the direwolf's run off. Um, and I'm like, all right, we'll kill the other one, which is... Um, which I actually... How terrible is that of me? I can't remember. Um, what was the name of... Oh, that is annoying. It's Lady. Lady is the direwolf. Lady. Um, so that's that's what the uh <clears throat> that's what the scene reminded me of. Interesting parallel. Um and uh, obviously on a much smaller scale. It, uh, do you know what? If I was going to be somewhat critical, I think some of the reaction of some of the characters here that doesn't doesn't really make sense to me like which one i think the i think the valerians kind of disappear in this and bearing in mind corliss is quite a big character you know he he was he was turning around uh and it's his house <laughs> people are kicking off late at night um uh and it's his uh, whether or not it's his grand whether or not he's accepted that they're his grandkids or not for him to just stand there and not really offer anything in that scene. I get they are trying to make it queen versus queen. It's the greens versus the blacks, but there were certain characters here. So, so it kind of uh, like Damon, uh, Damon maneuvers himself so that you've got a split in the room where it's like, it's these guys versus these guys. Um, and that's fine, and that's needed. Um, someone like Otto saying nothing during that scene, but then you see the looks that he gives, and the reason they do that is they then reference a conversation later on where he says to Alison, "I've never seen that before. That's a good thing because you're gonna you're gonna need to to fight." Yeah. Um, and even if he has had a, he's maneuvered her into a position which has put her into danger. That's obviously a conversation that we hear early on um, uh, uh, with Corliss and, uh, uh, and, and Rainis or whatever her name is, um, which is actually a really good conversation. Um, I think they're great. Yeah, they're, I mean, look, it's um, they, they've clearly been cast because they're older, excellent actors. So whenever they're interacting with one another, it, it takes it up a notch. So um, question for you. Yes. You, you make a good point about, you know, um, the Valerians really sort of fading into the background in, in this scene. Do you think that that's because the sea snake is respecting the, you know, that the king is here and he is in charge, whether it's his hall or not? Or do you think that's because they sort of want to watch the Targaryens burn? Do you know what um, I mean? Because it benefits. Uh, there's certainly, 
it's it's definitely got nothing to do with respecting the the king. We, we've seen previously, um, you know, Corliss getting up and saying this is an outrage. Uh, yeah. when he decided to marry Alison rather than years his twelve-year-old daughter. Um, so, but he he is definitely trying to maneuver his house into a position uh, to get the throne, or is at least maneuvering his name, should I say, to get the throne. You know, he's clearly been told that you know, these these are not our grandkids. It's not our blood, um, and he doesn't really give a shit. And it's kind of like, all right, well, that's silly, um, but fair enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, maybe that played a part in this scene, um, and maybe it does just need to be those two versus one another. Um, so I, I, I kind of get that. I, I, I it, it's not a major problem that I had with the scene. Um, more of this, I think, and I thought Viserys was was brilliant in this scene again. I just, I, I, I feel, I feel for him big time. I've stand out, Alison, unhinged, Alison, just beautiful. Like it was yeah. such a good performance, and I've been waiting for her to lose her shit like that for so yeah. long. Um, two episodes, actually, it feels like a lot longer. Um, but it was the look in her eyes, the whole thing was played amazingly. And, and I just, I felt like the two of them together, that little whispered or, you know, muttered comment from Rhaenyra about, you know, now they see you as you really are. And, you know, the way that she then sort of steps back and, and, and kind of realizes she is in the middle of, I mean, it's a dance off in the middle of a nightclub when you're pissed and you don't realize what you're doing, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, she just stabbed the queen in waiting. Um, yes. And it, it was I thought it was excellently manoeuvred and and I thought very much like with the funeral scene everyone in the background with their little looks like you mentioned about Damon and also Hightower and you know or you could see all of these people and their reactions and their subtle side taking and who they're protecting and where they're going great it like a chess game yes really really well done agreed um Len, Len asked a question here he said um so Viserys decreed that anyone questioning his grandson's legitimacy will have their tongues cut out. Do you think we're going to see that in the next few episodes? I hope so. I hope it's Alicent's. It definitely... Uh... <clears throat> can't, don't, you can't say anything. No, no, no. But I, I, it's it's not... It's a minor detail. It's not like... I'm not going to turn around and go, well, no, we're definitely going to see it. I'm not like Len, where I go, well, we're definitely going to see it because blah, blah, blah's, you know, maybe he's got some loose lips and, you know, we've just heard that. <laughs> and and someone's going to claim the biggest dragon in the land. Yes. Well, Why yeah, wasn't that a surprise? Um, um, yeah. Uh, I uh, I think because we've already seen it, I don't think we're going to see any more tongues removed. You know, we, we've seen we've seen Laris do his little thing with his silent, murderers i call them silent because they've got no tongues um so i don't think we're going to see it again i think um that we you're probably right and i think less so for that reason but more so because viserys has very little follow-through at the moment yes. like you know he's all bark and no bite he's got zero follow-through definitely yeah so um, you know it's a nice threat but i don't think anyone's going to believe it and it's not going to stop people if, if the king's own sons are calling his grandchildren bastards 
who the fuck else is going to stop? Correct. Interesting, though. Good question. One final question, um, and it relates to Otto. Well, it's not a question, actually. Um, I can turn it into a question. So now we've got Otto Hightower back. We've pretty much, aside from, I think, one, maybe two characters, um, we've pretty much got a small council that is fully Team Green. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what, what, what do you make of that? Well done, Alison. Um, I don't think it's going to stop Rhaenyra and Damon. Mm. Yes. Well, I think. Well, I mean, if it did, then fucking hell, what sort of season is this? It's just well. Yeah. Oh, I saw it by now. Uh, it's got, interesting got because power. in in the space of an episode, we've gone from Alison whining about no one being on her side um, to a very swift development of a team backing her. However. I think no matter how much Viserys cares or cared for Alison, he's all about Targaryen blood and and family and his house. I think he he would slaughter the lot to protect his legacy. And by that I mean yes. Rhaenyra. Well, yes. I, I think, and and I think that that's powerful. I, yeah, he you know as you say, no follow through, literally zero at the moment because he is a cripple, <laughs> a zombie cripple. But at heart, that's what matters to him, isn't it? Yeah. Fire yes. and blood. No, that's... Well, there you go. Done. Finished. Well, we End have... the season. Goodbye. Yeah, but goodbye. So this is where we get to... <laughs> this is bizarre, this bit. So obviously Lena. Um, and, you know, Len, if you're listening, make sure you are listening because, you know, I, I want to make sure that you don't miss this bit because it's obviously key. Um, but uh, Lainor confessed that he hadn't been good enough for Rhaenyra or the kids. He missed all of it, didn't he? He wasn't even there the night before. Useless. I defended him before. I was like, Look, he's allowed to go out on the piss if he's gay and his wife's shagging someone else. But come on, mate. It's, Bit different when she gets stamped by yesterday. the queen. Fucking hell. Terrible. Terrible. Um this scene was unnecessary. It felt a little bit pointless to me. And the only reason it had any poignancy is because of the scene afterwards. Um, well, this uh, this scene doesn't happen if the next scene doesn't come to pass. So, um, and Len's put, this had me worried a little. Worried? The fact that Rhaenyra and Damon had a discuss the union and, and how to get rid of Lainor. I loved it. Um, so let me say, I was a little bit worried. It felt pretty dark after the nice conversation that um, they just had. Well, I mean, Len did miss the end of the episode the first time round, so I'm not Correct. surprised. So uh, Lainor is then apparently murdered by his lover, Sir, Sir Qual, or Carl, as we call him. Qual. 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 Um, Carl. Yes. No, don't start with that. Um, <laughs> with uh, Princess Rhaenys and Lord Corlys believing that the found charred body is Lainor's. If only they had forensics. Um, well, there you go. Oh, there's a burnt body here wearing boots that my son wears. It must be him. Um, so following his fake death, uh, Lainor shaved his head. Looks good. Looks pretty good. Looks good, doesn't it? 
um, and he secretly flees Driftmark with with his uh, with his boy, Sir Carl. I don't think that that was Damon's plan. I think Sir Carl chose this. Actually, no, I'm telling a lie because I'm thinking back now because Damon broke someone's neck, who I think is the body in the fire. <coughs> no, oh, weird. Ah, why? <gasps> right. So, right, so originally, I'm ask I you didn't... the question before I get into the the book stuff, and I will get into the book stuff. Anyone that doesn't want to know about that, then you know, just don't listen for the next thirty seconds. But um, it's not. It is about Lainor. So, in the books, he does die. Oh, okay. And he's definitely dead. Right, he's definitely dead. So, but before I but before I go into that, um. So what are you saying? Do you think Damon conspired to try and kill him and that Carl just was like, well, actually, no, we'll do this instead? Or that Damon was like, look, you know, fake your death and then go and disappear? So um, as I was saying that I didn't think that Damon would have faked Lainor's death, I then remembered, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Damon breaks the neck of a guard before Sir Carl goes in and attacks Lainor. Am I correct? Uh, yes, I'm sure I think that's so. yeah, that is Damon. Yeah, which is now making me wonder if Damon did conspire with Carl to not kill Lainor but to fake his death. However, I do not in any way understand what his motivations would be for that. That doesn't make sense to me. And what what doesn't make sense that he would he would help to fake the death? Well, yeah. So very much as as Lennon Gaz said in I think Gaz said it actually in the hot take, Damon is not the sort to leave a loose end like that. I think, yeah, I think Len said that. Um, but uh, which I kind of. Uh, but then with, again, with book, with book Damon, I agree. Um, I think it's fairly clear that you only you only have to go back and look at the the conversation they have. He's like, you know, with with all the, it doesn't matter what your name is, with all the money in the world, when you go off somewhere, you can be whoever you want and do whatever you want. Um, uh, I suppose the only the only way that I he then believe says it, there needs to be witnesses. What is that? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. And I think the only way he'd do that is if he truly believed that Lainor would not be a threat, because it's more important to Lainor to live the life he wants and be happy than it is to have anything to do with the, the Game of Thrones. Um, and 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 actually, I I sort of believe that from a Lainor perspective. I'm, I yeah, I'm I'm challenged a little bit still with Damon. Yes, but it's interesting what you say um, about the conversation because actually, when you look at it in hindsight, very different. Isn't go it? back and listen to that conversation again. Um, with with that, with, with, knowing that the end of that is that there's a they fake the death of someone, and you'd be like, okay, well, yeah. I'm 95% certain. Um, but I don't think Book Damon would do that. Um, question... so, so, I, so I get I get the hesitancy from uh, from both Len and Gaz. Go on, question. Question for you. What did you think about the very traditional bloody wedding between Damon and Rhaenyra with her children watching on? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was different, wasn't it? It felt very... Um... Primal, uh, yeah, like Vikings or something. Like, 
Yeah, I thought it looked really good. Um, it and was a, the and traditional actually, joining our blood thing, isn't it? And yes. I, really good. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, in the old Valerian tradition, to continue the pure Targaryen bloodline, um, and it's obviously a private ceremony. Um, I think the kids look fucking depressed, but <laughs> they look know, bewildered. Weird, I think is it? the word. Yeah, like, what the fuck weird. is this? Yes, um, but as I say before, before you ask me about that, um, I was going to tell you what Lena's death is in the books. I can skip oh, yeah. it if you want. No, I want to know. All right. So he was slain by his friend Sir Carl Quarry while attending a fair at Spice Town in 120 AC. Uh, the merchants present reported that the two men had been quarrelling before the blades had come out. Uh, Septon Eustace insists that Carl had killed Lena out of jealousy, believing that Lena had become enamoured of a new, younger male favourite. Oh. It's annoying when that happens. Isn't it? Um, according to Mushroom, however, Carl had killed Lena on behalf of Prince Daemon Targaryen, although uh. there was no shred of proof for this. Very interesting. Very Mushroom, he, he just likes stirring stuff up. Though, I've not he? met Mushroom yet, and I'm looking forward to it, I must say. We will never see him again. No, I mean in the book. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Yeah. Um, but no, so... Mm. Okay, intriguing. Because yeah. I, I believe um, that more. Uh, yes. All right, well, look, we've, uh, we're already running... Lo- Len is going to be furious at the runtime That's what of this happens episode when you leave. for two people, but it's all good. Emma all and good. John together on Done. a podcast finished um we're, we're going to go on to listener feedback and it's uh well i'll only pick a, a select few um so if i haven't picked your feedback it's not it's not personal i'm just you know raffle um because we can't do all of them um but so we'll pick stew so stew said uh hi guys love the podcast um but noticed you missed the bit of episode six uh, with Laris cutting off prisoners' tongues, um, which I did mention in this podcast, actually. Um, but no, that's that's very fair. It's quite difficult to cover everything. Um, yeah, as but, you can tell from this episode. Yes, but you are you are right. Um, and look, Stu, I, I don't think it's the last time that we're going to be seeing Laris cutting people's tongues off, to be honest. He seems a bit of a wrong one. Can't tell um, secrets with the tongue, can you? No, exactly that. Right. Um he said, uh, it's always good to have a favourite podcast for shows that I watch. So cheers, Stu. Yes. I don't think he's actually alluding to, to us being his favourite podcast, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> I think he's just saying it in general. Look, it's always good, isn't it? Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, if I, if I could favorite. find one, it'd be great, but you'll do for ones. now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've got some more feedback from Watchers on the Couch podcast. Um, they uh, They commented before on one of our things. Um, They said uh, they also thought that it was very, very nice to hear Ty Tennant say twat. It was great, Um, wasn't it? Yeah, on the episode. Yeah, and it doesn't fall flat um, in the States. Uh, It's very, very common. Uh, Sorry, it's it's very uncommon, apparently, to hear it in, in the States. So it's quite refreshing. So there you go. Um, I think they say it slightly differently in the US. I think they say um, it more twat than correct. twat. Yeah. I think so I said you, that last week. Yeah, that is true. 
That is true. Yeah, I think the British um, twat, it has a bit more It's nicer, impact. isn't it? Twat. It's nicer. Yeah. Friendlier. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Um, well, that's us done, Emma. That's, Amazing. That's the end of our podcast. So, Bronze John, thank you for hosting um, and perfectly guiding our conversation of said episode. Seven no problem. Drift mark. So beautiful. It's been no, it's been a pleasure, um, and thank you for joining me today, Emma. It's been a hopefully delight. we have more of a more of a squad next week. Um, I'm not in next week's pod, and no, I, and I want to. No, I'm not in next week's because I'm extremely busy doing my job, my real job. Um, but I just want to make clear, I'm not getting kicked off of the next podcast because of my hosting abilities on this podcast. <laughs> Because I know that's exactly what Len is going to lead with next week. Um, I mean, to be fair, we so did say it. he's been he's been kicked out for his appalling behaviour in the hot takes, and so. he has. Yeah. Yes, bye bye, Lenny. All right. Um, well, look, if you have enjoyed this podcast, obviously like and subscribe, um, either to Fan Critical or to Bastards and Broken Things. Um, Whatever you prefer. On Leave iTunes, us a Spotify. Yeah. Leave us a review. Yeah, good or bad. Um, it's easier on iTunes, isn't it? You know, little little five star. I thought the episode was bang average, but I've been asked to give it five stars. That's fine. You know, I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want to leave us feedback again, uh, shout us on Twitter. That is where we're most active. Um, and when you email in, I never get to see it. So no. yeah. So drop us a drop us a note on Twitter. Feel free to ask us anything. Um, that's at Fan Critical Pod. Yeah, at Fan Critical Pod. So easy, easy to find. Um, and of course, I'll, I'll shout out Patreon again because you might go, oh, do you know what? I'm sick of hearing them talk about House of the Dragon. I want them to review this film. And you might pick the most obscure film ever. Could be something and we'll do it. that. If you give us enough yeah, dollar we'll do reduce, it. If you give us the we'll dollar do reduce, it. yeah, damn straight. Um, so it's patreon.com forward slash fan critical. But that's it. That's us done. So um, hopefully you'll have Len and, and Gaz and Lucy back next week. Um, but look, thanks for listening. Have a good week uh, and we'll see you next week. Toodaloo.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.